0: Hello and welcome to Richard Diamond, Private Detective from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Broadcasting Company presents Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
1: Oh, calm down, baby. Take it easy. It's all right now.
2: Hey, what's going on in here?
1: Go get a doctor and step on it. Yeah, okay. Joyce, Joyce. If you keep on like this, you'll end up sleeping in a cage. Joyce, will you shut up and listen to me? Okay, honey, sorry.
3: Ah!
0: Here's another exciting half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell.
1: I'm a Detective Agency, anything for the home, reconditioned V2 bombs, complete with built-in seat for your mother-in-law's next trip. Also, a large stock of five-second hand grenades for the kiddies in the block.
3: Really?
1: Oh, by the way, we have a special today. Oh,
3: you have? Yes,
1: with every five-ton purchase of dynamite, you get free of charge a nifty nitro tank destroyer kit. Oh, that's nice. Great for parties. Plant one in your driveway and give your relatives that extra lift.
4: Richard Diamond. Yes. Oh, you're terrible. Oh,
1: now you only say that because you're an authority on the subject. It's
4: a wonder you ever
1: get any clients. Oh, honey, maybe I've been trying too hard. This week, clients have been as scarce as lobsters on the Sahara. Oh, no
4: business
1: at all. Helen, if a client walked in now, I'd probably fall off the chair.
4: Mr. Diamond. Oh, my goodness. Rick. Rick.
1: Just being as good as my word, dear. Can I give you a hand? No. What else do you want to get rid of? Rick,
4: what happened? Oh,
1: someone just walked in. And you fell? Yeah, right on my... Uh, 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 Rick. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. What can I do for you, dear?
4: My name is Joyce Wallace. I want to hire you.
1: How do you do, Miss Wallace? Why do you, why do you want to hire me?
4: Because someone tried to kill me.
1: Hmm. How? I was
4: sitting in my living room. Someone took a shot at me through the window.
1: Your uh, new play opened last week, didn't it?
4: Ah. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know who I am. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I, I, uh, I remember a number you did in tights. You've got a pretty face, too. But thank you. Have you uh, uh, gone to the police? No. Well, baby, if someone's out gunning for you, the uh, the law's your best bet. I, I think you'd better go see them. I can't. Uh, all right, then tell me about it.
4: Well, as you know, I'm an actress. Mm-hmm. If this got out, it would be all over the papers by tomorrow.
1: You've had publicity
4: before. Certainly, and some of it's been very bad. But this time, I can't afford bad publicity.
1: Oh, well, go on.
4: You see, my husband and I have separated. I'm trying to retain custody of our child.
1: And the courts wouldn't like you getting shot at?
4: Barton, uh, it's my husband, will try just about anything to get the child away from me.
1: You're uh, married to Barton where?
4: Mm, the playwright.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he was the one who took the shot at you.
4: I've thought about that, but it's a little hard to believe. Why? Well, we've had a fairly decent relationship up till six months ago.
1: Honey, I've known guys who got mad and slit their wives' throats all in a matter of an hour or so. It doesn't take six months to build up to shooting.
4: Well, that's why I want to hire you. I want you to find out.
1: Can you uh, think of anyone else who might like you better at the morgue?
4: Well, I, I have people who don't like me, certainly. Certainly. Why do you agree so
3: quickly?
1: Sweetheart, look. It stands to reason that half the women who know you would dislike you just because, well, uh, well let's say your bathing suits have an advantage.
4: Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, what about the other half?
1: Oh, probably like their husbands in a vault after six in the evening. Oh? Uh-huh.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, if you take the job, we'll probably spend a lot of time together.
1: Dear, I've got claustrophobia. If I get nervous, I'll just run my head into a wall or something. You're hired. You're jumping the gun. I get a hundred a day in expenses. I have a check. I'll take it. There you are. I certainly am. Well, let's go. Where to? Your apartment. I uh, want to look for the bullet.
4: Good. We can have a drink.
1: Well, it uh, it's a little early, but I could use something cool. Uh, are you warm? I think so. I've smoked three cigarettes while we've been talking and haven't lighted one match. We left the office then with Joyce Wallace in the lead. I followed her down the hall into the elevator down to the first floor where I bought some seasick pills and decided it was better to walk alongside of her. We grabbed a cab, and 20 minutes later, I was standing on a foot-thick carpet surrounded by a very cozy apartment. Cozy. That means $25,000 worth of furniture that you'd never look at when George Wallace is in the room. You like it? Oh, but yes, yes. Tell me, when did uh, Mata Hari go in for decorating?
4: <laughs> Would you like to see where the bullet came through the window?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it's right over here. See? Yeah. Mr. Diamond.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the bullet. Uh, oh, right through the window. Mm.
4: I was standing over there by the sofa when I heard the shot. Mm-hmm. What are you doing?
1: Well, I'm uh, uh, looking for the bullet. It's got to be around here someplace, unless you've already found it.
4: Oh, I know. I never even thought to look.
1: Well, it should be in this wall somewhere.
4: I'll fix us that drink while you're looking.
1: Take your time. What do you like? Oh, any old thing with eye... Hey, wait a minute. You don't know any midgets, do you?
4: Whatever do you mean?
1: Mind if I stand on this chair? Go ahead. Oh, I see it. The bullet up there by the ceiling. Yeah, that's what I meant about knowing a a midget. Your window's right on the street. If an average man pointed the gun, he was either down on his knees or he was a pretty lousy shot.
4: Can you pry it out?
1: Yeah. I got it. Uh Uh-huh. There you are.
4: What are you going to do with
1: it? I'll run it down to the 5th precinct and have ballistics check on it.
4: That means you're going to see the police? Well,
1: honey, what else can I do? I don't think the Boy Scouts are equipped for that sort of thing. I
4: told you, I don't want the police brought in on this.
1: Oh, they won't be. I've got a few friends who'll do the job, and that's that.
4: Oh. Well, how about that drink?
1: Oh, I'll take a rain check for later.
4: Well, it's 4 30 now. I'll be at the theater at
1: 6. If I don't get get back here to you, I'll, uh, I'll see you at the theater. Well,
4: it's the Strand. I'll leave word with the doorman.
1: Uh, tell me, dear, you uh, you don't do another number in tights, do you?
4: Well, no. Why?
1: Oh, uh, it's just as well. The last time, my blood pressure went up so high, some guy sitting right behind me got an idea for a new pressure cooker and made a fortune. <laughs> I'll see you later, dear. She walked me to the door and said something about all work and no play... and then she stood on her toes and kissed me on the forehead. The kiss was effective, all right. When I finally found my way down the hall, I knew just how the first cow in Texas felt right after being branded. I got out into the fresh air, gulped a couple of lungs full, grabbed a cab... and a few minutes later, I was walking into the squad room of the 5th Precinct Police Station. Well, good afternoon, uh, Sergeant. Oh, what do you want, Shamus? What do you want, Shamus? Oh, Otis, oh, why don't you be happy? Conform. The worst has happened. They'll never send you back to the jungle. Ooh. The lieutenant in? Yeah, go ahead. Thanks, Sporty. Oh, uh, Otis.
2: Yeah, what is it?
1: When are you going to get a haircut? What's the matter with my hair? Looks like a mountain lion's been sleeping in it. <laughs> Hello, Walt. Why don't you leave him alone, Rick? He's used to it. It'd drive him out of his mind if I walked in someday and didn't say a word. It would? Probably. Why don't you try it?
5: Oh, you're as bad as I am. That's a horrible thing to say to me. And by the way, what are you doing down here, Rick? What's going on? I want a ballistics check on this bullet. Oh, you do, huh? Where'd you get it? What? That bullet. Well, what do you want to know for? Because I think you're trying to hide something. Now, why would I do that, Walt? Because that's the way you operate. Now, where did you get that bullet? What bullet? What bullet? Now, you stop that. That bullet you got in your hand, that one right there. This one? Yes, that one. What about it? Where'd it come from? You want to know? Of course I want to know. Well, who can tell you better about a bullet than ballistics? Yeah. Otis. Yeah, Lieutenant. Get in here. What are you going to do? Find out about that bullet. Mm. Uh, you wanted me, Lieutenant? No. I just wondered if you guessed who it was on my private line. Take this bullet down to ballistics and bring me the report. Uh, Right. Uh, Thanks, Walt. I'll check with you later. Now, you wait a minute. There was something I was going to ask you. Yes? Well, I'll think of it later.
1: Something about the bullet, Walt? Yeah, that was... (laughs) I let Walt chase me as far as the street, then I grabbed another cab and headed for my own apartment. It was about five o'clock, so I cooked up a short meal, climbed into a shower and my other suit. At six o'clock I was at the Strand Theater talking with the doorman. Say your name's Diamond? Yeah, that's right,
2: Pop. Well, Miss Wallace said to show you right back, but I don't know whether this is a very good time or not.
1: Well, she said six o'clock at six now, Pop.
2: Yeah, but she's got a visitor.
1: Huh? Oh, oh. Well, come on,
2: I'll show you anyway. Her uh, dressing room is right care down what this you way. Say
3: I'm
4: not going to give her up. Well, mm. my dear, you may just charge to anyway. Oh, here, You a see soul what soul I, I mean, husband? Yep. You just get you out of here. still want
2: me. to go in? You know I think so. so you, you're
6: just trying to upset me. I want to settle this thing once and for all.
2: Good luck. Well, thanks, Indeed. Bob.
6: Well, I don't care. I'm just going to go ahead with my plans. You better answer the door, darling. Give your counsels
4: a rest.
1: Hello, John.
4: Oh. Come in, Mr. Diamond.
6: Oh. He's a new one, isn't he? This
4: is Mr. Diamond, and I have some business I want to talk over with him. Alone.
6: Well, anyway, you look at him, it certainly would be foolish for me to argue the point.
1: I suppose you chin yourself regularly, Mr. Diamond. Chins are a hobby with me, Mr. Webb. I've come in contact with several in the past. A wit. Muscles and wit. This is a new achievement for you, dear.
4: Please get out of here, Bart.
6: Now. Good evening, Mr. Diamond. I will say that you are more of a presentable specimen than the others.
1: You are somewhat of a specimen yourself, Mr.
6: Webb. Hmm. Another time, Mr.
1: Diamond. Good evening. He just
4: won't leave me alone.
1: Did you tell him about someone trying to take a shot at you? Well, of
4: course not. He'd go right to the papers. It's just what he's looking for. Oh, no.
1: I'll get it.
2: Uh, I see you made it all right. Hello, Pop. Who is it? Package for you, Miss Wallace. Oh,
4: Thanks, Pop. Will you take
2: it, Mr.
1: Diamond? Uh, Sure thing. Thanks. Oh, well, flowers.
4: Flowers? Oh, Oh, this is his idea of a joke. Upset me so I can hardly go on, then a few seconds later his flowers arrive.
1: Barton's flowers?
4: Yes. Sends me yellow roses every Monday. This. (gasps) Look out! A snake! Get back! Oh, it's crawling out! (laughs) All
1: right. All right, it's okay now. He's dead. (laughs) Honey, honey, calm down. What's
2: going
1: on here? Call a doctor, Pop. What's the shooting all about? When you get out of here and call a doctor, go on. Okay, okay. Hey, ain't
2: that a snake?
1: Uh, no, it's an eccentric spaghetti. Now get that doctor.
3: Uh,
1: Joyce, you've got to take it easy. The snake's dead. Now calm uh, down, give baby. A
3: snake,
1: a snake. You keep on like this, you'll end up sleeping in a cage. Uh, Joyce, will you shut up and listen uh, to me? Uh, okay, honey. Sorry. Uh, like I said, sorry, but it's better if you sleep it off. <laughs> I don't usually like to belt women, but this was one of those times when a case of nerves had to be turned off in a hurry. Like a leaky faucet, pretty soon the tub runs over and something gets rusted. I caught her. She went down, picked her up, carried her over to the couch, then I left her that way until the doctor arrived.
2: Oh, no wonder she went off like that. I'd probably end up walking on my hands if somebody sent me a snake.
1: I think maybe I hit
2: her a little hard. Mm. Best thing you could have done under the circumstances. She's, uh, she's coming out of it. I'll give her a mild sedative calm Mm. her down. She'll be all right now after the initial shock has worn off. Uh, Joyce,
1: hmm? how do you feel? Well,
4: you bully.
1: Had to do it. Think you'll be all right now, Miss Where Wallace? Who are you? A doctor. He's going to give you something to make you rest.
4: He's not going to hit me, too, is he? Oh,
2: no, just a mild sedative. Calm you down. Make you feel better.
4: Well, thank you, but I don't need anything. I'll be all right. Besides, I've got a show to do.
1: Whatever you say. You're, uh, sure it wouldn't be bad. Where's the snake? Oh, dear, Pop Pop just took it out.
4: Oh. Let me sit up. I'm all right.
1: (laughs) Right in here, Captain.
5: Lieutenant. Everybody
1: duck. Uh Aha! Aha. I might have known it. You might have, but you've still got your sergeant around to keep you in a stupor. Oh, he's picking on me again, Lieutenant.
4: Look, what in the world is going on here? The
1: law has landed, Joyce. This is good Lieutenant Levinson. Walt, Miss Joyce Wallace.
4: Oh, they must be here about the
1: snake. Yeah, I called him, Miss Wallace. Who's this guy? No, this guy's a doctor, Walt. Uh, I'm just leaving,
2: Lieutenant, and Miss Wallace seems to be all right now.
1: All right, Doctor.
2: Otis, mm. take him out in the hall.
5: Get his name and address in case we want to talk to him.
2: All right, Lieutenant. Well, goodbye, Miss Wallace. You just try and relax.
4: Yes, uh, thank you, Doctor.
5: All right, Rick. Now, what the devil's going on here? We get a call from the doorman. There's a snake loose in Miss Wallace's dressing room that someone's been doing some shooting. Oh, the snake was loose. I shot it.
4: Th- that's right, Lieutenant. It's as simple
5: as that. Oh, it's as simple as that. How'd the snake get in here?
1: Oh, maybe he was one of her fans. Now you stop that. You find out about that bullet?
5: Yes, I found
1: out about that bullet.
5: Fired from a Mauser, 25. And that's another thing uh, I wanted...
4: Lieutenant, there's really nothing to worry about. A snake got into my dressing room, Mr. Diamond shot it, and that's all.
5: Miss Wallace, how does a snake get backstage and into a dressing room? Well, now, let's see. If I was a snake... All right, all right. I looked at the snake. It wasn't poisonous, so I guess it doesn't make much difference. Wasn't poisonous? No, Red Heart. Just a little old gopher snake. Mm. Now, what about that bullet you had me analyze? Just
1: part of a case I'm uh, working on. I'll
5: uh, I'll tell you about it later. Nothing to do with Miss Wallace, I suppose. No connection with the snake at all.
4: None whatsoever, Lieutenant.
5: Is this the box the snake came in? Yeah. I'll check with the florist. Yeah, I'll do that, will you? And let me know what you find out. All right, but Diamond, so help me. If somebody gets killed, I'm going to hold you for...
1: for... for... complicity. I bet you can't say it again. Say what? Complicity. Complicity. You never know.
4: Thank you for not telling him anything, Mr. Diamond.
1: Well, there wasn't much to tell. Maybe you'd better help me out, though. Any idea why someone would send you a non-poisonous snake?
4: Certainly, I have a deathly fear of them, any kind of snake.
1: How many people know about this?
4: My husband. Anyone else? No one, I've never told anyone. You see, I was bitten by a snake when I was a little girl in Wyoming. I I never got over it. Well,
1: someone must have known about it then.
4: My family and a doctor, they're all dead now. All
1: right, all right. I'm going to leave for a while. Think you'll be all right for the show? Oh,
4: certainly. I I have a little time before curtain.
1: Oh, uh, by the way, what's your husband's address?
3: 559
1: East Park? Why? Well, I'm going over to see him. Find out what kind of presents he's in the habit
3: of sending.
6: Yes? Oh.
1: You should be in mourning, Mr. Webb. I just killed a friend of yours. What? Maybe you better let me in.
6: Well, if you're running around exterminating my friends, maybe I'd just better call
1: the police. Yeah, why don't you do that? Now I'm coming in. I hardly see... Oh, yes.
6: Well, you're in. Can I get you a drink, Mr. Diamond?
1: I haven't got much time. I want a few answers.
6: Well, at least take your hat off. I don't like being intimidated, but if I must be subjected to your roughhouse tactics... I prefer you to be
1: polite. If I get the right answers, I'll be so polite, I'll even apologize and I'll break your leg. I really think I'd better call the police. Did you send your wife a snake? Has Joyce taken
6: up the bottle? Which leg do you want me to start now, on? Don't, don't be ridiculous. Of course, I didn't send my wife a snake.
1: Did you send her flowers?
6: Yellow roses. I have a standing order with the florist every Monday night.
1: Well, this Monday, there was a snake in them.
6: You're serious? How do I look? Well, that is a very provocative question. Look, Buster, let's but not... Good grief. If someone did send Joyce a snake, she must be in a complete state of hysterics. She hates them.
1: Do you own a Mauser 25, Mr. Webb? Why, yes. How did you know that? I didn't. Can I see it?
6: No, as, I, as a matter of fact, it disappeared a couple of days ago. Well, that's a little thin. Mr. Diamond, I assure you that if I could show you the gun, I would be most happy to. Loaded and pointing right at your overdeveloped chest.
1: You say it disappeared a couple of days ago, hmm? Sure about that?
6: Of course. I kept it in my bureau drawer when I got up in the morning. It was there, and that evening I went to get a handkerchief and the gun was gone.
1: Nothing else moved? No indication of robbery? No. Who has a key to the apartment besides yourself? Your wife?
6: Mr. Diamond, a moment ago you told me someone had set my wife a snake. I mentioned that she must be in a complete state of hysterics. Then you start this ridiculous questioning about my missing gun. Now, if my wife was hysterical, by now she's probably looking for the top of her head. Now, get out of my way.
1: Hey, where do you think you're going?
6: My wife and I may have our differences, Mr. Diamond, but unfortunately for me, I still love her. Oh? And if you ever tell her I said so, muscles or no, I shall
1: assert myself and beat your head off. Oh, relax, she's all right. She's probably doing her show right now.
6: Nevertheless, I'll thank you to remove your oversized hulk and let me go to
1: her. Someone also took a shot at her. What? What? Well, now I am going to the police. She thinks you did it in order to gain custody of the child. Well,
6: she certainly deserves to think so. I'm not exactly an easy person to live with. Now,
1: please. If this gets to the papers, Mr. You Wayne,
6: have my word.
1: Now, one more question. Did you ever tell anyone about your wife's fear of snakes? Positively not. Oh. Mind if I make a phone call? If you like. You admit sending your wife the yellow roses?
6: I admit sending my wife some yellow roses. I deny having anything to do with the snake. Hmm.
5: Homicide, Lieutenant Levinson.
1: What'd you find out about the flowers, Walt?
5: Husband sent them, a Mr. Barton Webb.
1: Oh, uh, uh, I'm with him right now.
5: Good for you. But there's no possible way he could have gotten a snake in that box. The flowers were sent over by a messenger. The snake had to be put in between the stage door and her dressing room.
1: Well, Pop, the doorman brought him in. Maybe he did it.
5: I'm going down to question him.
1: Uh, okay, Walt, okay, I'll keep in touch.
5: Please do that. I couldn't stand it if everything suddenly started to work normally.
1: Well... Did you find
6: out how I put the snake in the box, Mr. Diamond?
1: No, but I'm still interested.
6: I'll get it. Yes? Well, hello. Yes. Yes, dear. All right, I'll be right over.
1: Leaving? Unless
6: you'd care to wrestle. Stay as long as you like, though. Uh, Pour yourself a drink. The poison is in the red decanter. (laughs)
1: You know, the poison was in the red decanter. I stood there a minute getting that lousy feeling again. The logical person to have fired the shot and sent the snake was Barton Webb. But my instinct said no. I remembered Walt had said he was going over to question Pop the doorman at the theater, so I took off fast in the hope of beating him there. The theater was only four blocks away, so I ran it.
2: Well, hello there, Mr. Diamond. Hey, Pop,
1: uh, the law's on the way over here to pick you up. Yeah, for what? Well, they think maybe you put that snake in the box of flowers. Well, I didn't, and they're going to
2: have a hard time proving anything else. Tell me, what did the guy look like who delivered the box? Young kid. Wearing a uniform? No, just looked like one of the kids in the block. Matter of fact, I thought it was kind of funny a kid like that delivering for a fancy florist. The fellow who delivered the other box was all get-up in a nice blue outfit. Hmm. What other box? Came right after you left. Looked like it was from the same
1: florist. Thanks, Pop. Is Miss Wallace on stage now? No.
2: She ain't in her dressing room, either.
1: Her understudy take her
2: place?
1: Yep. Miss Wallace didn't
2: think
1: she could go on. How did you know that? I'll see you later, Pop. I want to know
3: where... Oh, no. Hello, Walt. Oh, no. Bye, Walt. Oh,
1: no. Well, I tore it right down the middle. I left the theater, headed across town in a hurry, and started adding things up. Webb owned a Mauser 25, but it was missing. A Mauser 25 had been used to take a shot at Joyce. Webb always sent yellow roses on Monday night. Yellow roses had come and there'd been a snake in them. Something that Joyce had feared and only one other living person besides herself supposedly knew about her fear. Two boxes of flowers had arrived at the theater. Webb openly admitted sending one bunch. Suddenly everything was tying together. Even a motive. Thanks, Gary. Keep the change.
2: All right, thanks. (laughs)
4: Joyce, Joyce, now, Joyce, don't be a fool. I told you once, Barton, that I couldn't stand it anymore. Now get away from me, get away, help! Joyce, in the neatness, no, don't! Come on, open up. Help! Oh, shut up now, Joyce, for once. Please. Please try and use your head. Open it up Barton, or I bust it, it in. do you any good. You can't intimidate me anymore.
5: Okay,
1: here he comes.
4: Get away from me, Barton!
1: Oh, good grief. All right, toss the gun over here, over here.
4: Oh, Mr. Diamond, he was
1: going to kill me. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mr.
4: Diamond, Mr. Diamond.
1: Yes, Mr. Diamond,
6: you've ruined the door.
4: He was going to kill
6: me. Was he? Of course I was.
4: Well,
1: oh, Wasn't he, baby?
4: But, uh... Yes, yes, of course. Of
1: course. Good evening, Mr. Diamond. Looks to me like Joyce had the gun.
4: Well, I, I was trying to protect myself. He threatened to kill me.
6: It runs in the family. Instead of an anniversary, we have a funeral. The webs have always killed their wives. An old custom thought Barton. up by my great-grandfather. Barton, Barton shut
3: up!
1: This gun is a Mouser 25. What did you expect? A crossbow? Who does it belong to? Me! Me! You told me your gun was swiped a couple of days
6: ago, Barton. Once I explained to a drama critic that my only claim to fame was talent. Don't
4: listen to him, Mr. Diamond. That's my gun.
1: It's mine, and I can prove it. And you were the one who shot at Joyce from outside the window? Naturally. Which window did you shoot through? What? No, which. Which window? Quick. Why, uh, well, well, how do I know which window? I did it in such a hurry. Where was Joyce standing? You must remember that. I refuse to answer you. These questions are completely ridiculous. Then if you did take a shot at her, you also sent her the
3: snake.
6: Oh,
4: stop it. Stop it, both of you.
6: Well, he did, didn't he? Of course I did. Martin,
4: why in the world do you stand there and admit these things? Well,
6: why not, my dear? I should think you might at least be grateful. Grateful?
4: Oh, I know you better than that, Martin Webb. You've got some crummy scheme up your sleeve.
6: Crummy? Crummy?
3: Oh, swell. Despicable
4: uh, despicable, that's what I meant. You you had some pesticide. Despicable. Well, if d- you're going
6: to be on, then at least read your line slowly.
1: Slowly, do you hear?
4: Slowly. Despicable!
1: Both of you, shut up. You admit sending the snake button? Yes, I
4: do. He does not.
1: I most certainly do. You're a liar.
4: What? Yes, yes, he's a liar, Mr. Diamond. I'll I'll tell you all about it. Joyce!
1: No, 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 I'll tell you. You came to me because you said someone was trying to kill you. Shot at you through a window, maybe Barton.
6: Of course, I told you. Oh,
1: shut up. Then a snake arrives in a box of flowers. Looks like Barton sent that, too. I did? You did like the devil. Two boxes of flowers came to the theater tonight. One of Monsieur's Barton. The other one you sent yourself, Joyce. You put a snake in it and had some kid deliver it. I, I did? Yes, and another thing. Barton left me in his apartment a good 20 minutes ago. If he was going to kill you, he'd certainly have done it by now. The webs are naturally lazy. You took his gun a few days ago, Joyce. You called him and told him to meet you here, hoping I'd follow. Uh, Then you were going to make it look like he'd attempted to kill you. Oh!
6: Joyce, (laughs) darling, darling, I swear, Diamond, that at the first opportunity, I'm going to start working out at a reputable gym, and eventually I shall engage
1: you in physical combat. No,
4: no, he's right. Mr. Diamond, you're right.
1: Yes, and the motive. You were afraid he was going to take away the one thing you loved, your child.
4: Barton, why didn't you just come right out and tell him? Why did you admit to something that wasn't at all it's so?
1: My motive will not be discussed. No, the little brain was feeling a twinge of conscience. Pretty noble, too. He was willing to take the rap for all the trouble he'd given you in the past.
4: But...
1: Well, it was really nothing. He's still in love with you, Joyce. What? Yeah, and I think you two better sit down and talk it over. Believe me, you deserve each other.
3: Oh... (laughs) There, there, darling.
1: You know, you could get in a lot of trouble for this, but I'll straighten it out with the law.
4: Oh, Mr. Diamond, how can I ever thank
1: you? By George, you know, you're not such a bad fellow after all. Look, let's get something straight right now. I've been made a patsy and my feelings are hurt. I may not get over it until I get a big, fat bonus in the mail. No later than tomorrow. Muscular, witty,
6: and to top it off, a businessman. Mr. Diamond, I think you have a future.
3: (laughs)
4: What's that you're playing, Rick?
1: Oh, it's a new song, dear. What's it from? Show that opened last week.
4: Oh, the one your client is in?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She does it in one of those real tight evening gowns. You know the type. Mm Mm-hmm. And so do you. Well, it's a pretty song. Let me hear it. Okay. Well, 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 look who's here. I haven't seen you in many a year. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake, baked a cake baked a cake. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a band, grandest band in the land. Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a band and spread the welcome mat for you. Now I don't know where you came from, cause I don't know where you've been. But it really doesn't matter. Grab a chair and fill your platter and dig, dig, dig right in. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked the cake. Hired a band, goodness say. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked the cake. How'd you do, how'd you do, how'd you do? Now I don't know where you came from, cause I don't know where you've been. But it really doesn't matter, grab a chair and fill your platter and dig, 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 running. in. If I knew you were coming, come and I'd have baked a cake. Hired a band, goodness sake. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. How'd you do, how'd you do, how'd you do? Oh, how'd you do, how'd you do, how'd you do? <laughs> Honey, how'd you like that?
4: Well, I don't know why she has to sing that in an evening gown.
1: Well, she doesn't have a very good voice, dear.
4: Rick, I can't sing at all.
1: Sweetheart, you could come on in a tent doing 12 courses of Down in the Cane Break and the critics would lock Joyce Wallace in the zoo. Do
4: you really think so?
1: Let's go buy a tent.
4: Oh, Rick, don't be silly. I couldn't wear a tent.
1: Oh, well, you could try. If it doesn't work, I know a camping spot in the Catskills.
4: Oh, Rick. Uh,
1: a thrifty diamond.
3: Yes, I know.
1: Never Never waste, waste a, a good, good tent. tent. Mm.
3: <laughs>
0: You have just heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Ed Begley played Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Also in the cast were Wilms Herbert, Francis Robinson, Clark Gordon, Joan Banks, Jack Crucian, and Charles Seal. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Today's show was written by Blake Edwards and directed by Russell Hughes. Dick Powell currently may be seen in the motion picture version of the best-selling novel, Mrs. Mike. This is Eddie King inviting you to be with us next Sunday at this same time when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. What's on NBC today? Later today, you'll hear Thornton Wilder's prize-winning play, Our Town, on Theatre Guild on the Air. Today's Theatre Guild production stars Elizabeth Taylor and Walter Houston. And for comedy, be sure to tune for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Sunday on NBC is filled with entertainment, so keep tuned here. Next, hear James Melton and Harvest of Stars on NBC.